Pods in the front. Party in the back. Podcast. I'm Michelle. And I am Lauren. And today we are talking about all things decluttering. Yay! Thank heavens. Thank heavens. Create yes. some space. Yeah, that's what it's about, isn't it? It's not yeah. only, you know, getting rid of the old and it's about, you know, ushering in space, like you said, for the new. Exactly. Exactly. This is going yeah. to be a really good one. This is one of uh, the ideas we came up during one of our brainstorming sessions. And, you know, it's not, as I said, uh, just about possessions. It is also maybe about people sometimes, you know, old beliefs that don't sort of fit with us moving forward, maybe holding us back yeah. a little bit. So it's going to be all encompassing today, Lauren. This is, um, yeah, pretty exciting. I love it. I love it. So before we get into uh, the topic at hand, how have you been? You seem busy. Yeah, which yeah, is good. Still, busy yeah, normally busy. means money. Yeah, yeah, still really busy and learning a lot, which is uh, fabulous. And I think that's the idea of life, isn't it? You know, when you stop learning, you're probably going to shuffle off this mortal coil. So I think that it's good as long as I'm learning every day. And I think what I've learned, and I think you'll relate to this is I just really love teaching and, and sort of mentoring and developing people. Like I think I get a real kick out of like seeing the change in people. And when I have people yeah. come to me and there's one lady in my mentoring group um, who is in her sixties and she's never done anything. She never owned crystals. When I say she's never done anything, she had no idea that she could like have any abilities like, you know, cause I help people develop their spiritual gifts and um, she just chops right. up no crystals, never done anything like this. And she's just like smashing it. And I think I said to you a couple of episodes ago, she was like crying and she was so emotional about it. And then I'm doing a one-on-one session with another lady. And uh, this week she was just incredible. I'm testing people um, and it's, it's quite hard to explain, but basically we're looking on a computer and we've got a little square and there's a picture that's being broadcast into that square, but you can't see anything. You just see the blank square. So basically we're using our power of clairvoyance, um, so third eye, to be able to see what this image is. And then you um, pop up with four images to choose from and you go, well, that's the one I really think it is. It could be that. And you've got four different choices basically. Cool. So I'm doing this thing one-on-one with this girl and the first week she was really accurate with it. Like she was really accurate anyway, but she was taking a bit longer. It was probably three or four minutes. This week she's like within, you know, 30 seconds, she's like, got it. I know what it is. And then we do it and she's, she's right. Like I'm talking every single time she got this right. And she's shocked. I'm shocked. We're both in tears. I'm like, how are you doing this? And she's like, I don't even know. And then like we did some telepathy, which is where I just hold on to, you know, a color shape in my mind and kind of send it to her. And the first one, she just got it. She just went, it's a green, a green square. And I'm like, it is a green square. She's like, oh my God. And then I was thinking about a red circle and she said something like a blue triangle or something like that. And I said, no. And I said, give it another go. And then she went, it's a red circle or red, whatever it was I was thinking of. And I went, yeah, it is like, it's amazing. And she, we, were, we were both so shocked and we were laughing. We were hysterical. We thought it was so funny, but it was like just such a joy. You know, I just got so much joy, you know, out of seeing that and I just absolutely love that. What that made me think of was this morning, I was on uh, scrolling through Facebook and I joined my friend's um, Facebook group. Anyway, she had a picture of a pumpkin on there and she (gasps) said, focus on the pumpkin and focus on like the outer edge 
you know, kind of like the aura of the pumpkin. And mm-hmm. then what color is it for you? So I was sitting there and I'm, you know, trying to figure it out. And I didn't really know which part of the pumpkin to focus on. I could notice my eyes kept wanting to go the top left and then the bottom right and not really just staying on one spot. Yeah. And all I was thinking was, you know, these gifts that people have, much like yourself, you need to develop them and work at them. And I remember mm. thinking, you know, I need to put the effort in if I want to reap the rewards of of these gifts. And it's just funny timing that you're talking about the same thing, putting in the effort and practicing. Yeah. 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 And I think the one-on-one you get a little bit more value. I mean, the groups are fun, but I don't get to spend as much time individually with each of those people. So I think yeah. one-on-one I'm getting a lot better results or people are getting a lot better results. But yeah, my biggest takeaway I think as well this week has been that it's difficult when you're working with other people at home. So when Jason has some days at home, I find that because I do tap into his mind a lot. So often, you know, the telepathy and things, you know, I'm often tapping into his head and unintentionally I'm trying to read for this guy. And I was like, Oh, you know, he was in hospitality. Like I saw the plate and I saw the food and it was like the wine. And I'm like, Oh, and I said, I feel like I'm a, like a food critic or something. Like I'm sitting at a table and I'm in a restaurant and all of this. And he goes, no, I actually work in the restaurant. And I'm like, Oh, so he's in the restaurant. Like he's, you know, hospitality. And I was like, Oh, that's fabulous. I love that. So then I'm like, end of month, end of month sales, end of month. What? And I'm like, why are you worried about end of month? And he's like, I'm not. And I'm like, and my husband was in a kitchen, which isn't too far from my workspace. So yeah. I've, I've switched over from his relative who was standing here, who I've been connecting with, his past over loved one, and I'd switched out there to my husband who was in the kitchen trying to look for some food or something. And I'm like, oh, no. And he's thinking about end of month sales, all of this stuff. So I'm now reading his mind and I'm like, oh. And I was like, go upstairs. I like shouted him to go back upstairs. So I think that's an interesting challenge um, when you're doing this line of work, if you've got another energy in the room or in the space, you know, close by upstairs, not so bad. But when he was in the kitchen, I'm like, "Uh Oh, and I just, I was like, all right, I'm definitely reading for him. Not for you at the moment. He thought it was hilarious. Thank God. But yeah, anyway, I just thought that was really funny. Can you put a, um, like some kind of shield around your area? So you're working in a bubble or some kind of vortex. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that works. Um, I guess it's hard because, you know, we know each other very well and it wasn't intentional like I didn't even realize I was doing it I was just like Hmm. um this feels like it's coming from a different place and I did feel like my mind was reaching a little bit further that was the only thing that sort of triggered and I was like oh my god it's his mind but yeah I mean that may work I don't know it's it's an interesting one though isn't it and that's why I think like with the um, property that I was talking about with you off air with having a separate sort of workspace or separate from the main house I think would be good because it means less energy around. So anyway, I just think I love, I love the teaching. I love seeing people change. And I love that people are really more trusting their intuition. I think when a lot of new people come to see me, it's like they're really in their head and they're like, oh, this is probably going to be wrong. And a lot of people start with a negative when they're, when they're doing this line of work, when they're looking at, you know, sensing images and things, oh, this is probably going to be wrong. But, and I'm like, wow, you know, and then eventually they get to the point where they're just like, I think it's this, or I feel like it's that, or rah, rah, And I just think that's a real positive. It's all about the language. So I'm also looking, Lauren, at adding like maybe another aspect to what I do. So I'm just doing some research at the moment into, you know, things around women, you know, womb whispering, um, breathing. I was looking at spinal correction last night, um, which is interesting. So I haven't really decided on anything, but I just feel like, like you never want to get into your comfort zone. And I just feel like maybe that's something that 
I want to do to add another aspect, you know, so I'm definitely yeah. getting still loads of business. I'm still solidly booked, but it would be good to have something else, you know, to put up as a service, uh, especially for people who are coming face to face to see me here. So I'm just looking at some things around that and talking to people, um, getting recommendations and yeah, so I'm probably going to um, start studying uh, and do something different as well. So it'll be exciting. So I know you had your workshop, I think up in Darwin this week as well. So yeah, how did that go? Yeah, that was awesome. So that was, uh, I taught a workshop on purposeful leadership and um, it was really good. It was a small group of uh, decision makers in a business, in a company. And it was so, it was really rewarding actually to see that they really got into it. You know, when you sometimes go to workshops and you you get this feeling that people don't want to be there or they're forced to be there. I, I think they were probably you know, really encouraged to be there or told to be there. I don't know, but I felt, I felt that they also wanted to be there, which I thought was really cool. Uh, so I really appreciated that. Um, yeah, we just, you know, we did a lot of stuff. We, we talked about how to deal with overwhelm, self-care, uh, self-awareness, different exercises and things like that. And uh, it was really, you know, wonderful to see people willing to be vulnerable with each other and know that I helped create a safe space for that. Because I think that sometimes we're just so used to being on guard and, you know, not necessarily ready to open up to people, especially I was never wanting to be personal with people at work. I always wanted to create a bit of a separation. Uh, but it was really nice to see them sort of take down the shield and, and just be where they were. And, and I really think some of them had some shifts, had some changes and kind of understood. One of the big themes was definitely learning to say no. And, you know, when we were talking off air, you were talking about, you know, a couple of different homes and stuff like that. And what it made me think of was um, this tweet I got from online. And, and basically what the person said was, when you say no to something, you're actually saying yes to so many other opportunities that you don't know are there. And when you say yes to something, you're saying no to everything else. Mm. So I just thought that that was such a, in, you know, smart, intelligent way of, you know, looking at the world and looking at you know, when you're making your decisions. And it kind of ties in with our conversation today, because when you say no to something, you know, really what it is, is you're honoring your truth, you're honoring where you are, and you're honoring whether or not something serves you. And mm -hmm. I think that sometimes we get guilted in to say yes, because we don't want to have conflict, or we don't want to have some kind of, you know, altercation or weird situation with somebody. But, you know, very often we say yes to things you know, sort of because we feel as though we need to, or we should, you know, that, that S word, which I know many people wish could be removed from the, from the vocabulary, the English language. But um, yeah, so I just thought it was good. It was really, I really want to manifest more opportunities like that. So I'm kind of in the process of putting that out there for sure. And, um, and then just honing in on creating my time management course and, and of course the raw, raw spirit team. So, you know, just kind of like you just, have my um, my fingers in a whole bunch of different pies but definitely love you know much like you the teaching and the training and just seeing people really get it and mm -hmm. uh, look at the world in a different and an alternative way because I think that sometimes when people go around and they do workshops with businesses and stuff they might not have a bit of a woo-woo <laughs> kind of outlook because we mm -hmm. definitely did stuff with mindset I had my friend come in and do meditation with the group and it was uh it's awesome it, it, 
it was really awesome. Yeah. So, you know, it's just kind of looking at, you know, what can I offer that might be a little bit different than what people are used to. And that was one of the feedbacks that they got was just a, an alternative way of looking at things. So, Mm. yeah, so it was awesome. That's great. Meditation is so powerful. I think considering what we've all been through with COVID and things like that in 2020, it's certainly meditation is something that would be welcome. And I remember working for another corporation uh, on the Gold Coast and they had the massage angels come in. They used to have them come in once every quarter, I think. And they'd come into the boardroom and anyone could book a massage and we'd just go in and have like a, I think it was a 15 minute sort of shoulder neck massage and head. And it was beautiful. It was like once a quarter. And I think little things like that, you just feel like the company kind of values you and the company that we both worked for, they took us out surfing. So they had two weekends or two Fridays rather uh, on a, a morning and we'd all go down to the beach and we had uh, learned to surf lessons two Fridays in a row. And um, that was really cool. That wow, was really cool. That's yeah. really cool. Because you don't do that with your colleagues very much. No, no, you don't. And then you have fun too. Cause sometimes mm. life is so serious, especially at work. Yeah. People can get the shits with each other at work, but it's not a personal thing. It's just yeah. sometimes yeah. Work In the heat is frustrating, of the yeah. you know? Yeah. yeah. I remember um, the company we worked for, they had a massage, somebody come in and do massages mm. um, before. And I went and I booked one in and <laughs> the woman, it was actually the worst. Because... Don't tell me she was wearing gloves. Don't tell me. No, <laughs> no. Uh, for our listener at home, there's a whole other story about me getting Lauren massaged. Her facial. Yeah, facial. But uh, no, but this woman kept wanting to talk to me. I... And I just went, it's 15 minutes where I don't have to talk to anyone. And she kept asking me what I do there, like what kind of work I do. And, and the kind of work that I did there, I couldn't summarize it in one, you know, oh, it's an essay. Or a couple of words. It was yeah. so extensive. So, you know, I tried to keep it short, but then you end up coming across anyway. It was just, it was frustrating. 15 minutes of chatter. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. There's no easy way of saying, girl, can I just be here and enjoy this? That's a thing. How do you do that? Like, is it, you got to be polite, haven't you? If they're talking to you, like, you got to be polite. I remember I went and got a massage once. I didn't tell this story on the podcast yet, but. Um, it was, I booked in with a certain woman. I think I might've told you this, but I booked in with a certain woman and I went in to get a massage and um, I had the sauna and everything. And I came out to get my massage and it was this other woman. And I went, oh, damn it. But I was kind of, you know, already ready to get the massage. So I just thought, well, I'll just wait and see what happens. So one of the worst massages ever, she was going so fast on my body, up and down, up and down my legs that it started giving me anxiety. So I just said, can you please slow down? And, and then she, she did. So, I mean, I, I guess I was just trying to say that sometimes you do need to ask for what you need. Yeah. So um, in the case of that woman talking to me, I didn't ask her any questions. I just yeah. answered. When interacting. As, yeah. Yes. As like directly, I guess, as I could. Mm. Anyway, mm. let's get, <laughs> shall we get into the show? <laughs> yeah, so the um the show today, Lauren, is sponsored by Mind Business, which is Michelle R. Price, the light worker. And I do mentorship, as I've already alluded to, uh, angel card readings, mediumships, so connecting to loved ones, and healing. So pranic energy healing, Reiki, and potentially some other different offerings, depending on what I end up studying. Uh, but the mentorship I'm really, really enjoying. So if you want to find out more, Michelle R. Price, the light worker on Facebook. So Getting into the theme of today, we decided to sort of do this because both of us are obviously working from home, made redundant in 2020, March 2020. 
So working from home, you kind of become more aware of the space you live in. And I remember seeing a lot of people doing a bit of a tree change during this period in like Melbourne, places like that, where they may have lived in like a city apartment. And then when you're sitting in a city apartment for 24 hours a day, you kind of go, yeah, it's really not all it's carved up to be. So I know a lot of people during that period rented out their city apartment and got a tree change, moved out. And so in our place, you know, we're lucky I have a nice space to work from. But when I was here 24 seven, I was like, oh, well, do I need this? And do I need that? And maybe I can just clear a bit of room and move this around. And I think I sort of really tried to reconfigure uh, what, what my space looked like. And also I remember telling you, I cleared out a whole heap of clothing and shoes and things like that from my walk-in wardrobe. And it made such a difference, you know, being able to walk in there and just see space uh, where there was things before. And that's kind of the thing that I tell a lot of people when I'm doing uh, house clearings and things, you know, with my paranormal work is a lot of people have shoes and clothing and boxes and things all over the floor in their walk-ins and the energy is just so heavy. And I'm like, that's just not going to be good for your mental state. And we really need to get rid of it because shoes have a lot of heavy energy. Imagine all the pavements and footpaths and things you walk on. It just picks up energy from everywhere. And people don't think about that. Shoes are very, very heavy. So energy. So I always tell people in that respect, clear out the energy, see what you've got left. Then do, you know, maybe a smudge, sage type clearing after that. But um, get rid of as much stuff as you can first. And a lot of people don't realize that. So for me, it just made a big difference to my state of mind. Um, I noticed I felt more relaxed. I felt like I could breathe a little bit easier, um, yeah. just clearing out that space from my walk-in, but also in my office, you know, throwing out a lot of things that are just kind of built up in the drawers and stuff like that. Um, yeah. And I felt a little bit more organized. So is that sort of your experience or? Yeah, I think definitely. I mean, um, we tend to move around a fair amount. Um, we, the last, we just moved to where we are now in February. So it's only been, what are we in September? So you know, February, March, April, May, June. So, you know, under eight months or whatever we've been here. So I, we do tend to, when we move, get rid of stuff a lot, but kind of like you, um, you know, my closet definitely needs to be overhauled a little bit. And um, one of the things that, you know, we do in the Rob Ross spirit team is we have guests come in and they do training two times a month in that. And um, we actually had a, they're called power hours. So we had a power hour this month where a woman actually is a style expert. And she was talking all about style for self care, because she said, you know, that style has been sort of left out of the self care movement, which I thought was a really interesting comment. And, you know, aside from going through so many really cool things in that training, she also talked about editing your closet. And she was talking about how she recommends that her clients edit their closet every three months and that everything that's in your closet is representative of who you are now. And so I think that when we're talking about decluttering, I mean, obviously it's, it's pretty easy to talk about physical things, but I think that, you know, it definitely is worth mentioning, you know, getting clear on why you're decluttering, you know, Mm. and I think that one of the questions, you know, I asked myself and you know, our listener at home, if you're looking for something to anchor to, you know, it's almost, does this serve me or support who I want to grow into? And so I'm looking at my closet, even while I talk to you, because as you know, I, I started recording the podcast in my bedroom. In your closet, So yeah. the sound quality is better. Yeah. Well, I'm a little bit further from my closet at the moment because uh, the internet connection is better where I am. 
But yeah, I was kind of thinking, you know, does everything serve me? Does everything support the person that I want to grow into? And, um, you know, and it's that whole act as if concept where you think about who you want to be and then you start acting like them now. You talk like them, you buy clothes that support them, you make food choices that they would make, you exercise, da da da. So, yeah, I, I guess for me, I, I kind of look at my closet as a really good place to start, actually. Mm. <laughs> but I think I. You know, I think over the next week, I actually am going to do a closet edit. So I don't know how you did yours. Did you ever watch Marie Kondo's show on Netflix? No. Okay. Well, she did this whole thing about, does this spark joy? Does this item spark joy? And what she did is you take all the clothes, all everything you own like that, and you put it all in one big pile on your bed. And then you have a look at everything in one spot and then you go item by item and you go, does this spark joy? Does this not? So, you know, that's kind of a really good way to start. And then actually one thing I learned from um, Alexandra Louise in the power hour was that, you know how sometimes when you're going through stuff, Michelle, and you think, oh, this is new and I I think I want to wear it or I you know, I'm kind of like these pretty much fit, but they're not perfect. I don't know. Maybe you're just yeah. not really ready to get rid of them yet. She says that you have a trial separation pile. So you put some of those things into a trial separation pile, and then you put that pile somewhere and you see what it feels like to not have them. Mm. And then if you're okay with it, then you can get, get rid, rid of them. It. Yeah, it's a good tip. Yeah, so... I thought that was good. Um, I, I do agree with you about the heaviness of energy. And, you know, for me, my closet is organized, or parts of it. Actually, when I look at my shelves, I could probably I can see you glancing across there looking state. quite nervous. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, no, a lot of things are on hangers. So that kind of gives me an impression that something is organized. But I never really thought about the shoes with, you know, really so heavy. energy. But yeah. It really makes a lot of sense. If you removed all the shoes from there and did some smudging or clearing or however you do it, you would notice such a difference. It's just you get used to it and you get used to that energy and everyone does. It's only when I walk in and go, wow, because I can feel it, that, yeah, people realise it. But the shoes are big harbours of energy, big. So where do you keep your shoes if not in My your shoes closet? are in there, but I just have very minimal so I don't have a lot of shoes and right. some of them are in, you know, shoe boxes. So the energy is kind I of in that as well. So yeah, I just have them and they're right down the very end. And I do a lot of smudging. I do a lot of smudging in my walk-in uh, robe to get rid of mm. any sort of um, heavy energy. But basically my decluttering involved getting rid of everything associated with working in a corporate sort of business right. because I'm not. So yeah, do I need yeah. you know, the power suits, the suit pants, you know, all of that sort of stuff? No. So I just got rid of everything pretty much associated with just that environment. And that was easy. I mean, that, you know, pretty much halved my, my walk-in. So I still kept some of the jackets, like some of the business type jackets, because you can wear them with jeans and, you know, wear them yeah. out places. Yeah. So yeah. I kept um, a lot of those, but yeah, everything that was really sort of that, you know, radio kind of look that you wear in that sort of environment, going out to press conferences, yeah. things like that. I was like, I'm not going to need them anymore. So I just got rid of all of that. So it was pretty easy. Okay. Yeah. I love that. All right. Yeah. So what about, you know, I guess decluttering being more than just things, 
Yeah. So I, I think for me, since working in this realm, which is, I guess you would say spiritual realm, um, I've had less of a tolerance for that negative energy, which we've been talking about. I'm very aware of it. So when I do go into, cause I'm working so hard on clearing my energy, you know, being vegan, you know, having that plant-based diet, things like that. So when I go out into other people's spaces, I'm like, Oh yeah, yeah. I can really feel that. Um, so I, I really notice the energy and the space, but also people's energy. You know, I want to be out with people, hanging out with people who lift me up. Definitely people are going through stuff. Like everyone goes through stuff and that's different. That's not really what I'm talking about. Like you can have a friend who's a great friend and very uplifting going through a week where it's difficult. You know, that's, that's different, but there's other people who definitely bring you down and it's like a regular sort of thing. And then sometimes we feel obligated, which is sort of what you were talking about before where you don't want to do something, but you're like, oh, I feel like I have to, you know, that sort of thing. And then you feel resentment, which is what Sharon Chapman, the relationship coach or counselor spoke about in a previous episode that we did. So I feel like that's been very important for me to kind of make the decision and think about, do I actually want to, you know, hang up with those particular people? Do I want to go to that particular place? How does that make me feel? I'm also sort of choosing a lot around watching the news, whether I want to listen to the news, watch the news, things like that, because I do feel like it's quite heavy for me now in terms of, you know, doing my uh, full-time work in this realm. So I do feel like that sort of brings me down as well. So I sort of choose around, uh, I guess, the kind of news I expose myself to and also, yeah, surrounding myself with people who kind of lift me up. But I feel like I make the choice because sometimes we feel like, oh, I don't really have a choice. We always do. We always have a choice, you know, depending on yes, we yeah, do. the situation. If it's a wedding, you know, maybe you don't have so much of a choice. <laughs> it's like someone's getting married. It's like, well, you know, there's probably going to be their people there that, you know, I don't love or whatever. But um, that's an exception. Um, so decluttering for me kind of happens at all levels. So I know that for me with my work that I'm doing, I need to make sure that my space is as good as it can be so that I can deliver value for money because a lot of, I don't advertise. So a lot of what I do is like referrals, things like that. I want to get a review. I want to get a good review. So I need to make sure that my space is uh, nice and clean so I can do a good job and, um, you know, hopefully get more people into my space. Um, So yeah, I generally several times a week, I'll wipe all my surfaces down, get rid of any dust because I feel like that shows, you know, that you care about your space. Uh, I like to get rid of documents, papers, old notepads, things that have sort of um, found their way into my drawers. So I don't do that so much every multiple times a week, but definitely wiping down all the surfaces and things like that. And it also makes me feel calm. And then when I have other people come into the space, when I have a face-to-face, often they'll walk in and, and say, wow, you know, the energy in here is great. And what do you do? And so I give them a few tips uh, about what I do to keep my space Mm. clean. But it's nice. I think when people actually notice when they walk in the door and sort of go, gee whiz, this energy feels good. The aim for me is to keep the energy neutral. And I think that should be this, the energy or the aim for everyone is to just keep the energy neutral. I'm not expecting people to walk in and feel like they're in heaven, but it'd be nice to be able to walk in and not feel any particular energies. You know, often when you walk into someone's house, it's like, whoa, you know, someone's had a fight here or someone has cooked like something very garlicky, you know, you, I just want to have my space nice and neutral and that's basically what I'm aiming for. So yeah. How about yourself? I'm really sensitive to smells as well. Yeah. That's why I mentioned garlic. Uh, yeah. Sometimes I've gone to, um, you know, places to stay. When we stayed a little while ago, when we went out of town for a couple of days, you know, we walked in and they had those little burner things connected to the wall. 
you know, but the whole thing smelled and it's just for me, it's really a big risk to smell a whole place where someone's going to be staying for a few days with a smell that they haven't chosen. Yeah. That's just overpowering. Yep. Um, Michelle, can I just tell you the funniest thing just happened? So I'm sitting here and I can see the neighbors beside me and this kid's been, out bouncing, the yeah. kid's been bouncing his ball, right? And it's actually driving me crazy because all I can think about is the sound for the podcast. So I'm sitting there and I'm listening to you and then he's bouncing this ball and he's just bounced it over the fence into my property. So now his ball is sitting okay. right near me. But then I see him trying to figure out what to do. And he, he's kind of like popped up on the fence for a minute to see whether or not he can get over. So And he can see you? Of, can you see you seeing him? No, he can't him? see me because I'm oh. sitting in the corner. Uh, but anyway, I'll have to throw it. I'll have to um, throw, throw it back, back over for him. <laughs> when, we're, when we're done, I'm actually expecting him to walk by my window to come up the property because this is the second time this has happened. Mm. Um, but anyway, the old ball over the fence charade, hey? <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh my God, it's so hilarious. So yeah, I guess that, you know, I love all the things that you're talking about and cleansing the space and I do dusting and all that stuff as well. And I'm sure many people have a shit drawer that's what we call it with just like receipts and papers and things we need to sort out. So we go through that, you know, every so often, but in general, for me, my house is, I don't have kids and I don't have pets. So it's very easy for me to keep my house close to immaculate, mm. uh, which I like because it doesn't, it doesn't make me feel as though there's any particular energy, but it does just feel, you know, like that yeah, fresh exactly. and just kind yeah. of, you know, yeah, neutral. Like you breathe. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You can breathe and it's good. I, I like that. I don't like coming home if there's things out of out of place. Mm. Um one thing that uh, my partner he went and he got me a bunch of flowers the other day and then I you know, and then he came back and he got me flowers again and then wow. you know, he went, wait a minute, that we have some beautiful flowers around our house, right? And he goes, We could just cut the flowers off the bougainvillea and all yeah. that kind of stuff. So, yeah, mm -hmm. so that's what I've been doing, and I, they're all due for a bit of a replenish because I've been away for a, for a couple of days. But you know, it's it's lovely to have even things like that in your space. Mm. I know that's for me. I guess it adds sort of a clear vibe. I know we're talking about decluttering, but mm. you know, when you have things that kind of make your space feel good. Uh, I think that also is, is important. Which you were talking a bit about the enhancements. So. Yeah, it's raising you know, vibrations. Guess, flowers yeah. are the highest vibrational thing you can have. So putting them in your house, if you're decluttering and you're putting flowers in, I mean, that's, yeah, amazing. Yeah. The energy's going to feel, yeah, fantastic. Yeah, and they're gorgeous. Like they're a bright um, pink. Mm. The oh, yeah. They're so beautiful. Um, yeah, so I guess that, you know, in general for me, and I, and I think for you as well, and, and for our listener at home, I guess it's all about figuring out, like I said, before, who do you want to be? I think sometimes we hold on to relationships and things out of guilt. And we're the ones who have to carry that stuff around. Mm. You know, we're the ones that have to, you know, give our energy to people when we might not want to. And I interviewed someone on my podcast a while ago, and she was basically talking about how if she doesn't get something, I guess this kind of sounds harsh, but if she doesn't get something out of a relationship with someone, then she it's not for her. Mm. And I agree because when you are actually friends with somebody in the real sense of the word, both people come to, to the, 
the table with something to share. There's an exchange of energy or there are, there's laughter. Someone's a really good listener. You know, like there's some kind of balance where they're both putting in effort. Um, when I was in Darwin, I caught up with a good friend and we were talking and she's starting a business. So I was telling her, you know, some tips and tricks and things. And then she recommended something to me and I wrote it down and she went, Oh, well there, like I've given back to you. And I said, yeah, well, that's what friendship's about. Right. Yeah, and it's about that kind true. of give and take. And so I think that when you're looking at decluttering your space, being aware about the people who just take mm. and, uh, kind of, you know, when you liken it to say we're glasses and we're full, right? And when you just pour and pour and pour out, if you're not getting anything back from people, it's, it's actually really draining to continuously do that. Yeah. And, uh, you know, for a lot of people, they, they, um, I say this carefully because I do believe we do choose our family, but at the same time, you know, if you, you know, you, let's say you don't choose your family, you know, just for you know, common language. Argument's sake. Yes. Thank you. So, you know, sometimes that can be difficult, but I think that really looking at the company you keep, like you said, Michelle is really key. And, you know, if you have to spend time with people that are dramatic or drain your energy or anything like that, putting up maybe some kind of a boundary or like a shell around you, uh, and also, you know, just seeing whether or not you can limit your interactions with them. Mm. And I think that once you set those sort of boundaries and slowly you'll be able to declutter those people. Mm. Yeah, I think it's a, it is a choice. But as I said before, if you get invited to a wedding and you know there's going to be people there that you know, don't lift you up, that's, that's a difficult situation. You just, I guess, limit your exposure to them. But there's not always going to be a way to you know, completely choose everyone that you hang out with because there are going to be 40th birthday parties and gatherings where there's going to be other people invited. But you just, uh, I guess, limit, yeah, your exposure um, to those people. But it's interesting because I think like in terms of the the clutter, I went to Harvey Bay last weekend whale watching with a girl who oh, yeah. works in TV. She's a TV news reporter. And she was talking about a particular story they did and they had to get into the woman's house. They were sort of interviewing her on the front, front porch and all of this. Anyway, she had to do something in front of the computer and they said, can we just go in and get a few cutaway shots and things like that with the camo, with the cameraman? And the woman's like, oh, no, we'll just stay here. And they're like, well, we really need to go in there and get you in front of the computer because there's something about the computer, which was part of the story. And she's like, yeah, probably prefer not. And eventually they're convinced to open the front door. And then they realized why she didn't want them to go in the house. She was a hoarder. So they couldn't even get in the front door. They had to, the camo couldn't get his camera in because there wasn't actually enough width to get down the hallway because everything was stacked up to the ceiling and they did manage to get in there somehow. They must've gone in the back door or something, got the camera gear in. And then they've got into like, you know, I guess the kitchen and sort of dining area. And there was like pizza boxes with food in it and like the whole thing. And it was like moldy and like all of this stuff. And I'm not even joking. And they're in there just going like, they obviously couldn't use any of the shots but they both kind of thought it was quite fascinating at the same time. And I, I just felt in that moment where she was saying to me, this to me, I thought, isn't this kind of just a way of keeping people at bay as well? Because it's like, oh, you can't yes. come over, you know, this and that, you've got to make excuses. And it just seemed like a massive pain to me because I love having people in my house. But for some people, I feel like it's a way of keeping others at bay. And 
you know, I mean, it's embarrassing. Like, obviously, the woman was embarrassed. She's got a cameraman in the house from the news service and potentially her house is going to be on TV. But, yeah, I just felt like that was an interesting why were they, thing. Why were they filming her again? She I don't know what the story was. I can't remember. Oh. And I really don't want to identify her anyway. But um, oh, it was yeah, yeah. something that she'd written a letter or something. I just wanted to get her to reenact it in front of the computer. This is like Harvey Bay Regional News. So it's like, you know, okay, I not a massive it. I just story. was surprised she put herself in the position of even having them there. But okay. Yeah, there was something that she'd done that was significant. So yeah, they just wanted to get okay. some shots from inside the house. Um, but yeah, that just sort of popped into my mind that it is a way of kind of keeping people at bay as well. So that's, I guess, part of our growth to realise that if we want to have people around, we want to form relationships, we need to clear our space at home because it does reflect us. If her house looks like that, how is she feeling inside, you know, um, in terms of being able to breathe and what we were just talking about. So it's very, very interesting. I do think it's a good reflection of how someone's feeling when they have a lot of clutter like that around because I can't imagine. And the food and everything, I just think, oh, my God. Um, I don't know how you live like that, but you know, there's no judgment because, you know, obviously she's going through something, you know, obviously she's going through something and she's um, struggling or you wouldn't have stuff like that around you. So I think the best way to make changes for me um, is using my intuition. And this is with people sort of asking me out or getting asked out, I should say. I've had a few people ask me to do readings around, you know, should I go and hang out with this person or should I go on this particular date? Sometimes I'll get contact from people who are looking at Tinder or whatever and someone's asked them out and they're like, should I go with this person? Are they okay? Stuff like that. They'll often ask me to sort of look at that. And, or if it's just like a family person, family member or friend that they don't really get along with and they're asking them to come over for dinner, should I go? And I'm like, well, you're kind of asking me the question. So I feel like the answer is no already. Because if you just know, like if it's you and me and we're like, do you want to hang out? We're like, yeah. Like you don't think twice about it. But if yeah. I went to someone else and went, oh, Lauren wants me to come over for dinner, should I go? The answer is no. Yeah. Like you, you wouldn't yeah. be the question. Yeah. And you certainly <laughs> wouldn't be going to a psychic medium or a card reader to ask the question. So the answer is no. So I just Why feel like that's really themselves. Oh, it's just the, the mind. It's the thinking. It's the intellect. Yeah. So if we all used our gut, which, which is our intuition, like you're in the dark place in a city, let's say any major city, and you're like, well, my car is three or 500 metres away and I'm feeling a bit like funny about this. Should I walk? And you're at night time. You've just left a pub or whatever you're doing. And it's like, should I walk back to my car? I trust my intuition. If I feel mm-hmm. like that's not a safe thing to do or a good thing to do. And I feel like that saved me. You know, you look at the story about Jill Marr, the one that works in the ABC in Melbourne. I mean, we all, we've all done that. We've all walked. And she was only walking 100 or 200 metres to her home. She lived in the, in the city and she died. So I feel like, you know, we have to trust our intuition in every moment. And that's the intuition, not the thinking, you know, her rational mind, her colleague offered her a lift and she went, no, thanks. You know, so it really is important to trust, you know, the intuition because I do feel like it gets us out of trouble. You know, that's an extreme example, but I do feel like it gets us out of trouble. So I think that if you're going to ask someone for a second opinion as to whether you should do this particular thing, I think the answer is no. That's, that's, you know, the simplest way to do it without coming into thinking and analyzing and, you know, all of those things that we do. And then we end up procrastinating and, um, and all that sort of stuff and probably make the wrong decision. So I think, yeah, the, I think you're right because I know that I've done things before where 
people almost want to give me their opinion, but I don't need it because I already know my truth. Exactly. Yeah. And it's you said actually that better. Numerology. You didn't want to do numerology for that reason. Yeah. 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 And even I joined a program a little while ago and my parents thought that I should talk to somebody else who's in a similar industry. And I was like, I don't know. I don't know. You. No. I don't have questions. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not just I'm saying. very clear on yeah. what I need. Exactly. Yeah. And you and I are the same person like that. We both make the decisions yeah. the same way. When I met my husband, he tends to make decisions over a period of, let's say, several months. Whereas I'm just like, mm. this is what's happening. Like I'm there, this is what's happening. And that used to frustrate him a lot because he was like, but you didn't even think about it. And I'm like, it's my intuition. Like I know what the right decision is for me. Yeah. Like that's what aligns with me. But he will do the analyzing, the intellect, the thing, the thing, you know, all of this. And then he'll come to the same conclusion three months later. And I'm like, yeah. Right, yeah. So, you know, it teaches you patience. If nothing else, it teaches you patience being in a relationship. So I agree with what you said before as well. When we choose to delete people from our lives, more appear. And that, that's certainly been my experience. And they're going to be more probably in alignment with where we're heading and what we're doing in that, in that time and space. And also just clearing out things makes way for something new. So clearing out other people that don't serve us so much anymore makes way for new people, but also the space. Same thing, you know, you clear out space from home with my little office and whatever. And then potentially there's more prosperity and abundance coming my way because I'm making room for new opportunities. Yes. Yes. A hundred percent. That's true. I know some people, they live by the whole adage that when they buy something new, they have to get rid of something else. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm not a minimalist by any means. I love to have, you know, lots of books and things like that. Cause this sounds dorky, but I feel like the, the characters in my books are like my friends. As far as the nonfiction books go, yeah, I guess not, but they're full of so much wisdom, you know, right, and right. I've written them and, you know, they're kind of my little, so I think that, you know, you kind of hone in on the things that are important to you and then just let everything else, you know, dwindle or go. Mm. When we move out of this house into our next house, I'm pretty happy to sell everything we own, like furniture wise and all that and buy again, because, you know, time to refresh, you don't have to move everything. Um, you know, that kind of thing. It's good. Yeah. I, I was sort of interested in talking to you about what your opinion was on, you know, gifts that people have given you. So getting rid of, you know, people we've understood, if they're not supporting you or lifting you up, maybe limiting your time with them. Um, if you haven't gone through your, done your closet, done your closet edit, gotten rid of all your you know, old notebooks and things that we've sort of talked about, go and do that. Mm. Uh, we haven't really touched on the whole belief concepts. So maybe we can, maybe you can give some insight on that in a minute, but what are your thoughts on gifts? Cause I, I think that you're somebody who holds on to gifts, isn't it? Aren't you? If somebody gives you a gift and you don't like it. No, we, I did. Well, when I say hold on, I did hold on to them for a period of time. Things that we got for like engagement parties and things like that, commitment ceremonies. I did hang on to them and then they were sort of stored in one of the rooms upstairs and I actually went through and pulled everything out that I didn't like, took that to the op shop and I've kept some of the things that I did like. So I've gone through and done a cull. Everything else that we pretty much are gifted, I have on display around the house. But yeah, there were things like a big candelabra that I just never used and it was very black and dark and doesn't fit into our house. It's all very light and beachy. So there were things that yeah. fitted into our old house and I'm going to talk about that in a sec that, yeah, I got rid of. So I don't, I don't find that I have a huge sentimental attachment to things like that. I'm probably more attached to like photographs, like of my pets mm -hmm. and 
our family and things like that. Like I like to have them out and on display um, because that means something like that's a sentimental thing. I'm not big into like, you know, vases and decorative things and like all of that. What about if somebody makes you something and you've had it for years, but you don't want to have it on display? Um, the probably the only thing I can think of that lines up with that is some of the kids in our park run group like to, cause I love Sissy, our little dog, our schnauzer. So they often draw pictures for us like Sissy, this is Sissy when I met Sissy and blah, blah, blah. So we've got pictures on our fridge from the kids. Um, and that's probably the only thing that really fits into that for us. Have you got an example of that? Like where someone's made something for you or. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. So like, it, yeah. So what do you do? You just hold on to it. Uh, I probably don't have an example of anything like that. I think if someone's made something for you, I mean, the, my only concern would be, are they going to come over and go, where is it? Like that sort of thing. Well, I have got an example of that. One of my friends who lives down in New South Wales, her mother-in-law likes to always bring things over with her. So, and leave them there. So I don't know whether it is a gift, but she just kind of brings things and then leaves them there. And, you know, my friend is like, well, are we meant to, like, are we meant to give this back? Like, is this her thing? Like, what is this? Because she doesn't like make a big deal out of it. She doesn't come in and go, I'm presenting you with this. So she'll bring over like table runners that, you know, my friend just wouldn't ever use. Like it's not her style. Or she'll bring over like a crock pot. Like she's very old school, you know, different pillows. Sometimes she brings pillows over you know, for them to have in the lounge and, and stuff like that's difficult because like, she's basically bringing stuff that suits her personality and putting it in their house. And right. I mean, if they get rid of the pillows, like that's not going to be a good thing because she's going to be like, where are the, where are the things I bought you? And she I would have said, Oh, you forgot for your pillows. You forgot your pillows here. I, I, or bring them over and go, Hey, you forgot yeah. these last time you came over. Yeah. Because if you don't start doing that, all of a sudden you're going to have, house. you have her house in your house. Yeah. Yeah. But every yeah. time it's a mother-in-law, every time she comes oh. over, she brings more stuff. Like, what do you do with that? <laughs> oh man. You really, set the boundaries. It's a really, ee, I'm just like, <laughs> husband's mother doesn't do that my mother-in-law because yeah Mine doesn't either. Cupboard, but you know she's like oh where is this why wasn't it out on the dining room table and things like that and I'm like oh I don't ever you I don't ever you <laughs> I think I would honestly I think I would say hey you forgot this and bring it back over oh that was what if she you. says it's oh, a gift we, well we've already got a lot mom you know like we've already got a lot of pillows uh the table runner thank you so much it just doesn't really fit you know Oh, I've already so got one. Cringe-worthy. It's so cringeworthy, isn't it? But it's ego. If people get the shits, it's ego. Yeah, but it's your mother-in-law. Yeah, it's awkward. Awkward. We haven't helped the listener at all. No. The listener at hell my mother-in-law's doing this. I thought I would get the answer from the yeah, two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just give it back. Give it back. Hide it. Get the keys to a car. Put it all in there. <laughs> Shut it up. But see, that's the thing. I don't want to collect stuff like that. No, I, I don't want I, either. I, yeah. Yeah. But it's interesting. It's a conversation because it's like boundaries. It's boundaries. It's like, you know, what, what am I willing to accept into my home? How do I give it back to them politely without them taking offense? So, um, yeah, yeah it's, it's also, it's your life. It's our life. Like it's my life. If mm. I don't want something in my house, mm. why do I have to li- Because you're going to feel sad for mm. a minute. Well, mm. if I said it to you kindly with love and compassion, mm get over it. That's, mm. I mean, really I'd probably cry. I mean, if I was a mother-in-law, I would probably cry if you said that to me. 
<laughs> if I said get over it, yeah. I would never yeah. say that. Get over yeah, it. I'd probably cry. <laughs> I wouldn't say it like that. I would say, okay. hey, mom, you forgot your pillows. Yeah, here they are. Let's let's act it out. Hey, mom, yeah. you forgot your pillows. I'd be like, oh, but they're a gift. They're for you, for your beautiful house. You can have them on display. I can use them when oh. I come over. Oh, well, we already have quite a few pillows. Well, chuck oh. them out. Chuck them out, put my pillows in your lounge room instead. <sighs> yeah, it's frustrating, isn't it? <laughs> right. So that I get my partner to go talk to your mother. <laughs> yes, exactly. Boom. That's it. Nailed it. Yeah. Yeah. That's the answer. It's tough though, because it's family, you know, and it's not your own parent. I mean, if it was my parents, I'd be like, get the hell out. Like, I don't want your pillows. But yeah, if it's your yeah. own parent. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's the responsibility of the, the, child's yes yes great so we'll just pass pass the buck um so for the listener at home that's the answer (laughs) that's the answer yeah and if they're not willing to do it they don't really love you (laughs) yeah yes exactly um so i think the motto what we're we're trying to say is you know we want to get rid of things that don't fit into where we're at in our lives at the moment and i think with you and i'm the same when we moved into we moved from the gold coast to the sunshine coast and we threw out all of our furniture pretty much, not threw it out, we sold it on Gumtree, including our outdoor furniture because everything was quite dark because the house mm. on the Gold Coast had very, very dark uh, vinyl floors and they were beautiful, but yeah, they were just too dark. And so all our furniture was big and heavy and wooden and clunky. And then we moved here, we had these beautiful kind of light floors. And so we just went and got everything from Mocha, which is really cheap. And so yeah. we ended up, it was pretty much the same, you know, because we've got good money for the heavy old timber stuff. And then we replaced yeah. it with cheaper stuff. And yeah, I think we ended up being pretty, pretty much breaking even. I don't think we ended up spending anything significant, but it actually lightened our mood a lot. And I found that the other house was quite moody, you know, dark and moody. And then people come over here and for healings or mentorship or whatever they're doing. And they're like, oh my God, there's much light in this house. This is awesome. The energy is amazing. And People just notice it, you know, they notice that different energy and especially think with everything being white and sort of that fawn color, it definitely lifts your mood and people, yeah, people notice it as, as soon as they come in. And I was noticing it actually, Lauren, when you look at like the um, TV ads and things like that, you never see, like if you're looking at a ad about, you know, a particular home builder or developer or whatever it is, Stockland or something, they never show you like a dark house. All the houses they show you, have a lot of light coming in mm. and they're very, very bright. Yeah. You never see a dark mm-hmm. house. So I was yeah. like, well, that says something to me that we want to have our space as light as possible. It's different if you've got a teenager because teenagers love to have, you know, the curtains down and everything's dark and, you know, moody and dismal. But yeah, I mean, that's, that's my aim is to have as much light coming into my house as possible. So yeah. I was thinking about that lady with the hoarding and you mm. know what made me think of, you know, sometimes we're, we look at, let's say you live like that and you might look at that and go, it's overwhelming. I have too much to do, right? Yeah. Give up before yeah. you even start. But it's about deciding that's not what you want and doing one thing every day that takes you out of it. Yeah. So if you're living in an area like that, or if you've got a bedroom like that, you know, do one box a week, mm. get rid it's of like one box. It's like writing a book, isn't it? 10 words a day. Yes. Or a couple things in the box every day. That's even better. Yeah. Break it down. Getting rid of that. And um, I think 
just recognizing that if you don't change, nothing changes if nothing That's changes, it. right? Yeah, and they'll probably be yeah. 80 by the time they finish uh, clearing it all out at that rate. But, you know, it's at least minimalizing, you know, getting or rid of it. ask for help. Yeah. Put an ad on Gumtree and say, I'll hire people to come for, you know, you can take whatever you want or, you know, I guess your limitations. But yeah. So what about with beliefs and ideas? I mean, I guess it's sort of getting clear on whether or not you have any old beliefs that no longer serve you and look at replacing those, you know, those beliefs with, with uh, affirmations or powerful words or, you know, kind of anything that sort of supports who you want to grow into and, and where you want to go. Yeah. And I think that really ties back in with what we're saying about relationships and friendships, because I think as you develop and change, other people don't always develop and change along with you. So I think morals, morals, beliefs, you know, all of those sorts of things, they're very strong in, certainly in me, I have very strong sort of beliefs and, and morals and things. So there's always going to be limitations around who I'm going to associate with with because of that. And I think that that's respect for me. So as I said before, I wouldn't do anything out of obligation. If there's someone who wants to hang out with me and I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm not really digging your energy or I just don't think we're on the same page, then I'm I'm not going to put myself in that situation because I'm going to be uncomfortable. So I think we need to recognize that people aren't, unfortunately, always going to grow with, along with us. They're just not. So, yeah, and that's okay. Yeah. You make room for new people, right? I yeah. mean, I just made friends with somebody on a podcast and they're mm. in the States and, and now we're friends. We actually yeah. caught up last, you know, uh, a couple of days ago for oh, a Zoom awesome. chat. Yeah, that's awesome. What happens when you yeah. get rid of people yes. that aren't certain you're saying yes to everything else. And you just click with some people straight away. Like you just know. And it's like, I think Zoom has really done that. Like some of the people that I've read for, actually there's a couple of people who I've read for who would one suggested I start doing mentorship. Otherwise I may not have launched that. So it was really great that they suggested that because it was like, they were like, you just need to do this. And I'm like, yeah, I really want to do it, but really? And they're like, yeah. So now we all catch up. Like we all catch up. We have a, uh, what we call a togetherness call once a week on a Friday night. And whoever wants to come in can do it. And it's just all different women. And it's such a good forum because people can come in and talk about whatever the hell they want. It's nothing specific. It's just like a catch up. How was your week? You know, what, what have you been doing? But we're, we're selective in terms of who we welcome into that space as well. We don't just have anyone and everyone because we don't want it to be a massive, as I said, you know, before downer. But, you know, people have good weeks and bad weeks. You know, that's normal. So I think I'm very selective about who we sort of have in that group. And we did actually remove someone because, I don't know, it's going to sound a bit funny, but they were draining our energy, like really draining our energy. And she had had major sort of brain surgery, the person. And I don't know that it was an, I don't know if it was a choice. I, we're trying to figure it out. We don't know. But she was sort of connecting to other people in the group. And then they were developing really bad headaches and like feeling physical symptoms. So the people who were quite empathic were feeling like her symptoms and then feeling really drained and really tired. And like one of my friends in particular was going home and having naps during the day. And she's never been that sort of person and just had this chronic headache she couldn't get rid of. And so I felt like this person was attaching to people in this group just for this online chat. You know, it's possible to do that. And then I met her face to face. And obviously I'm quite protected because I work on protecting myself a lot met her face to face and she did the same to me. So I ended up with a headache for like a week that I couldn't get rid of. I felt like I was going to vomit all the time. I was really tired. I was napping. 
and it just wasn't like me. And I thought, this is, this is too much. And so we had to ask her to, we had to ask her to leave the group. And it was, wow. How did you say, did you all do it or you asked her? No, one person, the other person that she attached to first asked. And I, I had to go through and do all sorts of clearing on her, all sorts of clearing on myself. It was like so intense and felt so much better. You know, once we'd done that, made the decision, it wasn't easy. And that other person volunteered to do it. And um, it's been a lot better. The energy has been so much better. But yeah, I don't know if it was a purposeful thing. I have no idea, but it was just, we couldn't have that energy in there. We couldn't do it. And I didn't want to see her. Like I was at the point where I was like, she wanted to meet up with me one-on-one and I had to make an excuse. I was like, yeah, sorry, I can't, can't do it. Cause she really, I felt like she really wanted to attach to me. So yeah, I, I just felt like that wasn't the energy that I wanted. And I don't want to have to have headaches and nausea and, you know, falling asleep all the time. And I feel like she was definitely getting a lot of energy out of that. She was definitely winning. No, it wasn't easy, but it's necessary mm-hmm. when you have to take care of yourself. Exactly. Yeah, you have to yeah. put yourself first. So the party element, Lauren, this mm-hmm. week, it's brought to you by... The Raw Raw Spirit Team. So if you are looking to join the community, grow your business, um, it's full of you know, really helpful people, lots of different guests come in. Um, this month we had somebody coming in telling you how to um, basically show up for your big and beautiful life. And it was a lot about, you know, color, color palettes and dressing for your body type and closet edits. It was all to do with styling. We've got somebody else coming up at the end of the month who's talking all about vision boards and creating the life that you desire. So lots of different types of programming and the raw, raw spirit team. It's not just, you know, me doing the training and you have the support of other people who are also growing their business. So yes, if you're interested in finding out more about that, just head to rawrawspiritteam.com. That's R-A-H-R-A-H, spiritteam.com. The, basically, the party element is, uh, it probably doesn't sound that fun, but really, if you have a tea or a glass of wine or put some tunes on or a podcast, it's basically to go through and purge your closet, your pantry, your fridge, things like that. Now, I go through my fridge every month, clean it, get rid of stuff, keep it fresh. Such a good feeling, isn't it? Uh, yeah, it is. It's awesome. And it's important to do that for, you know, kind of the rest of your house. So maybe choose one thing, focus upon it, get it done, and then choose the next thing. So, you know, it might not be a big party, but you can make it a party if you choose to pair it with something that, you know, also um, brings some joy in, uh, you know, even listen to some of our previous episodes if you mm. haven't fully caught up because they're yeah. really full of, you know, inspiring conversation and, um, you know, and value, which is obviously what we aim to do. And it is a celebration, Lauren, with the pantry, especially. I know one of the girls in our parkrun group at the beginning of COVID-19, when things were relatively normal, but, and she got in and did her pantry and she was celebrating, man. She was like a non-parkrun event, just going, I got in and cleaned the pantry and it feels awesome. And I color coded this and that. And we're like, yeah, you know, it was like a real celebration. It was great. We're really happy for us. So it can be, it can have a party element to it. Yeah. A bit of inspo and recommendations. So there's plenty of people that can help you declutter. You were talking maybe before about putting ads on Gumtree, but there are professionals who do that and it may not cost an arm and a leg. It may, but I like watching sometimes shows like the living room because I have a guy on there that does all the decluttering and he's just amazing. Like he comes in and he just has, I think really good spatial awareness where he's like, you can sort of see where there's space, where they can sort of clear and make room for things and reorganize. And I love that. You know, sometimes you just need a second pair of eyes to get in there and go, yeah, there's heaps of potential in this room and that room and we can like open this up more. And then I love it when they get all the stuff, put it in boxes in the garage and say, this is all the junk that you have that you're not using. 
and it's like in your garage and it's really obvious when it's in there, there's a lot of stuff. So I feel like maybe along the lines of what you were talking about, enlist a professional, uh, have a look around, get some ideas about, you know, who might be able to do those things um, and help you out. And because it is uh, a lot just of work. On the back, yeah. Just the back of that too, Michelle, I actually interviewed somebody on the Raw Raw podcast, Kelly Ransell, and that's, she's actually a professional at decluttering. There you go. So I'll put an epi- I'll put the episode in the show notes as yeah. well if anybody wants to find out more about her and she actually does decluttering with people over Zoom. Yeah. So right. that's actually another thing too if um you know just speaking of getting a professional. Yeah. So, yeah, love yeah. that. And Zoom is a new way of doing things now. Um, but also I like to get a bit of inspiration by traveling to other parts of the world where people don't have a lot. So I know some people are uncomfortable with poverty. I think for me. Uh, poverty, it doesn't make people unhappy. So not having a lot of stuff doesn't make people unhappy because I don't know any different. So I think for me, you know, traveling around the world and seeing people who don't have a lot is pretty inspirational because I remember when I was walking through the Himalayas in Nepal and also in India and just meeting people in the villages, the kids are deliriously happy. They all have great big smiles on their faces. And here we are with all of our possessions and our houses stuffed with things and you go into a house over there and it's like they're all living in one little room. Their, their whole house is pretty much the size of like our lounge room here. And they've got a kitchen. And when I say kitchen, it's just like like a gas cooker or something. And, and there's no tables, no chairs. A bed is like a mat kind of on the floor that you roll out. And the only picture in one of the houses we went into it was one of our guides' houses. The only picture he had on the wall was a picture of the group on the top of one of the mountains that they climbed at the peak with an Aussie flag. And that was it. That was the only picture they had on the wall. So I, I looked at that and I was like, oh my God. And when I got back to Australia, I just, I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe how much stuff I had. And I like, that was a major decluttering exercise. My inspiration is if you've got, if you think that you've got a bit of stuff, go to a place like that, see what people actually have in their houses, visit a, a local, you know, local in their home and then come home and have another look. And I think that's really amazing inspiration because I definitely came home and I was just like, I don't need any of this stuff. So that was really great. Mm, Really good experience. That's really good. And obviously with COVID, people aren't traveling as much, but you could take it from Michelle and from her experience. I mean, you know, it's a bucket list thing, isn't it? I know the point. Yeah. 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 It's the point is that, you know, you're not going to get happiness from outside things. Happiness really does come from within. It comes from within. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I've never seen happier people with very, very little stuff. Those little kids yeah. that I think I said to you before, where they had the little um, tire, um, it was just a bit of rubber. Yeah. And they had the stick yeah. and they were running that along. And I'm like, oh my God, I think we used to do that in like the forties. Like maybe our grandparents or great grandparents used to do that. And these kids are doing this, like, this is the best thing ever. And you look at kids over here and all they're doing is looking at their iPads and their like Game Boys and whatever else they've got. Like, it's just very different, you know, very different in other parts of the world. It makes you appreciate life. So yeah. next week, Lauren, we're going to be talking about burning the candle at both ends. So this is going to be really great for people who are potentially working like us, self-employed, not necessarily mm-hmm. having uh, the breaks or taking the breaks and things that they need and potentially, you know, what can go wrong if you do that for too long? Well, that's true because it's just a matter of time, really. Yeah. Yep, before you have that burnout and that breakdown. So, um, but we promise it's not going to be all doom and gloom. Um, there's always yeah. a lot of inspiration in what we do. We try to bring a lot of value. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be a really great episode. Can't wait. Awesome, my friend. Well, thank you very much. And that has been the business in the front, party in the back. 
podcast. And if you liked what you heard, please tell all your friends, share us on social media, comment, give us some ideas if there's things you'd like us to talk about. And if you didn't like it, don't tell anybody. Nice work. (laughs) Great episode. See you next time, girl. See ya. (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.